Hey folks, Scott here, just jumping on to let you know we're now on Twitter, at NotSeenPod. Get on there, give us a follow, we'll be letting you know which films we'll be watching each week. We'd also love to know what you think of the films that we've been talking about, so just get us on there, at NotSeenPod on Twitter, and check out this week's episode. Welcome to the Shit You May Not Have Seen podcast, where we talk about films you may not have seen. My name's Scott. And I'm Joe. What film are we talking about this week, Joe? Leave No Trace. Thirty-five questions. Respond true or false to each question. Who taught you how to read? My dad teaches me. You're actually quite a bit ahead of where you need to be. I wake up rested and peaceful most mornings. True. My day-to-day life is full of things that keep me interested. True. I have nightmares or troubling dreams. Was your dad in the service? He was. Do you feel safe living with your dad? We didn't need to be rescued. Your dad needs to provide you shelter and a place to live. He did. It's not a crime to be unhoused, but it's illegal to live on public land. We have found an option. Are we gonna be okay here? We can still think our own thoughts. Keep pedaling. Look where you wanna go. School is about social skills, not just intellectual ones. I think it might be easier on us if we try to attack. We're wearing their clothes, we're in their house, we're eating their food, we're doing their work. We have adapted. First of thousand, on the wall. Pick your things. Did you even try? Because I can't tell. Somebody said it's unspeakable to me. Where's your home? With my dad. I don't want to leave. Same thing that's wrong with you isn't wrong with me. Where are you guys headed? I don't think we knew where we were going. It remains to me. So that's Leave No Trace, released in 2018. Directed by Deborah Granick, who also directed Winter's Bone. So was this your first time seeing this film, Joe? Yes, it was. I it was um, obviously your recommendation. This one, so I it was quite an interesting sell. You know, we were talking about it initially. You were saying it was about a guy suffering PTSD and stuff like that, and kind of mm-hmm. getting into the wilderness. Because I was talking about a similar uh, documentary that my dad had seen years ago, yeah. and it was about this very sort of subject. It's, it's an interesting um, vibe, and obviously something that actually happens. You know, these guys come back into the community after seeing some fucking horrific stuff yeah. and it's about the, you know, that stuff never go, really goes away and try to integrate themselves for back into society, I guess, is it's not always an option for these no. these guys, which is a real shame. 
uh, as ever, spoilers. If you've not seen the film, go see it. Go go watch it and then come back and have a listen to us. So there's about a, a guy called Will and his daughter Tom and they, they live live off grid basically, but properly off grid. So proper survival type stuff, living in tents, mm-hmm. um, kind of foraging for food and doing things like that. That, that gets disrupted when they get uh, discovered by the, the local cops yep. and uh, taken into the social system uh, out, out of the, where they've been living. What were your initial thoughts? It was did almost like kind of documentary style, mm-hmm. which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, um, it was all quite loose camera stuff. Absolutely. It? It mostly seemed like it was kind of handheld shots. Absolutely. Aye, definitely. And I was quite surprised at the, you know, how fast-paced it was. Mm-hmm. Because with films like this, sometimes you kind of expect it to be a wee bit more kind of drawn out. From the initial point, the film opens with you obviously know that this guy's living in the wilderness yeah. with his daughter and they're doing the whole uh, foraging for food, doing their own thing, staying away from society, if you like. I was kind of, I was expecting it to be a bit more kind of almost drawn out, but the story moves along pretty quick. Yeah. I, I thought. They, they kind of take them out of the, the wilderness setting pretty quickly when the, the, yep. the problems that kind of occur with trying to live like that. When you're basically a single dad and, a, and you've got a young daughter, I mean and it's terrifying. I mean it's, it'd be bad enough living in mm-hmm. a normal situation, you know, with a house and, and yep. a proper job. But only added to that is the fact that yeah, you're yep. you're basically you're using the skills that you learned as a soldier to get through day to day life. He's basically there because he's suffering PTSD, like you said. The impression I got for watching the film, and I'm sure this is true for a lot, a lot of these guys that have kind of served and, and been into so like actual action, is they don't it doesn't feel like he can integrate back into society into a normal life yeah. because of the stuff that he's witnessed when he's when he's been like de- deployed understandable like, I, I think, I think uh, he was I think his backstory was supposed to be he was in Iraq right and that's where his service was and then he came back and obviously suffered badly yeah. Trauma, yeah yeah. obviously we'll get into more detail about the film in general but I thought the main character Will Ben Foster I thought he was really really good in it um, one of the only criticisms I would have of the film would be I would have just liked a little bit more about him mm-hmm but again, that was an initial watch, you know what yeah. I mean? But, you know, I thought they could have maybe fleshed that out a little bit more. I don't mean go full Hollywood and start mm. showing flashbacks to Iraq and guts and whatever yeah. people help getting killed. Yeah, I, I mean, don't you mean didn't that. See that. I think you got the gist just from yeah. like the, the, the stuff that they did show where you know, he was getting, there's, he's sleeping, he wakes up mm. middle of the night, you know, kind of mm-hmm. having nightmares and stuff. Aye. And I think he's, I mean, I've seen him in films before and the guy's a good actor. The guy's a really, really good actor. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's been in a, Hell or High Water was one of his other kind of bigger ones in a 310 to Yuma. He plays a kind of That's right. psycho cowboy. Aye, aye. That's one with Christian Bale. Aye, yeah. aye, he's in the mechanic as well, the remake of that's that. Right, we, 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 Jason Statham, can I believe I'm talking about Jason Statham on this? I like Jason Statham, I know, I know people <laughs> want, he'll probably want to kill me for I that. He's good, his movies are bad. He's, he's, he's fun, yeah. he's fun, man. Yeah. But uh, going back to this, I, I think they could have maybe, like I was saying, not go back to the whole flashbacks part, mm. you know, they probably don't have the budget to do that anyway. So, I mean, well, I get, I understand why that apparently. Just when I was kind of reading up on it, then the initial script had a lot more dialogue for his character that See, kind of explained a lot more. Yep, aye. And, and when he came on board, he went through the script with uh, Deborah Granick, the director, and they basically stripped all the dialogue out for his character. Right, well, that's interesting because I kind of wanted a little bit more mm-hmm. from him because he's capable. I've seen him, I've yeah, t- I've seen him yeah. do it in other films. The guy's really, really good. He's a great actor. 
I think there could have been more development. Not, I don't mean loads, but definitely yeah. maybe just a little bit more. I get throughout the, the movie, you know, he, there's something obviously wrong. You know, there's a mm-hmm. whole part with the sleeping. You know, he can't sleep, and obviously he's just living out in the middle of nowhere with his daughter. So obviously there's something mm-hmm. not right with him anyway. And they could have maybe utilised him a wee bit more, and maybe had a, a little bit more of a dynamic performance from him. Not to take away from what he did yeah. in no, the I film. I thought his performance was great. No, um, it was great. Yeah. It was great. But what I mean is maybe just show our anger a little bit more. At anger mm-hmm. because these guys come back and they're fucked you know yeah. f- seriously messed yeah. up I would have just liked a little bit more of that I just uh, and it's only because I know he's really good and I know he's capable of doing it and, and now that you've said that you know the script obviously did have mm-hmm. more dialogue can I wish they'd maybe put a wee bit more into it than that because I think his daughter yeah, is yeah. it's, yeah. it's kind of again I don't want to sound like that I'm dissing his performance he's great in it but I think it's kind of a little bit lopsided because I think his daughters get some I mean there's some seriously good writing in there and, mm. and character development from the, the young girl um, Thomas is it uh, Th- Thomas and Mackenzie Thomas and Mackenzie yeah. you know she's excellent I think you know that's I mean? kind of the point with the characters though so he's shut off and closed yep aye and so he's, that's why he's not saying too much mm-hmm. and she's a young girl that hasn't experienced the things that he's experienced and so she's a bit more outgoing a bit more happy and Aye. In life, you know. Well, she does say she says as much in yeah. the actual film. Yeah, um, was what's the line at the end? Um, the things that are wrong with you aren't wrong with me, uh, yeah, which yeah. is a power, uh, which is a really powerful part of the yeah. film. I thought yeah. uh, amazing, amazing dynamic between the two of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I totally believed that was his daughter. Yeah. There was a real chemistry there. I thought between the two actors, and like you say, it does work on the you know he's subdued kind of level. I was just almost expecting like like a little bit more of a kind of breakdown at some point mm-hmm. in the film. I think there is a breakdown at the end. There's more of a breakdown, you know. Yeah, because like, even when it gets in, when they get into that society, which is a bit more closed off from general society, like the yep. kind of the, the sort of the woodland survivalist sort of, sort of, guys. Sort of people. I wouldn't even call them the survivalists. Nah, they're just Kind of hippie I was going to say like kind of like a happy rednecky, yeah, but, but not not in a racist sense yeah, of the word. But even when when they get there, he still he can't live that life either. He, he actually does just want to be isolated. Mm. Yeah, at the start of the film, like you were saying that they get found living at a national park or something like say, that. Say a national park, and it's supposed to be in Portland, Oregon. I think it was actually shot in yeah. Portland. But it'd be kind of like us going and living in Loch Lomond, I guess. Doesn't he sound bad actually? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was watching some of this and thinking, you know what? I <laughs> could actually. That seems, seems alright. I. <laughs> You know, there's that part that they basically get found and then they get put into the system, you know. And mm-hmm. I thought that part was really, really good, you know, that she gets separated from her dad and she's made to do these tests, you know, basically to see what her intelligence level is. And, yeah. and it turns out that, you know, he's been doing a really good job. Of, yeah, because uh, I guess the initial, the initial reaction, I guess, of the, the authorities. And you think he's the, abusing her maybe or something. some kind of abuse and, like, there's no way she's going to be properly developed if she's been living like this. I yeah. mean, they don't say in the film, but it seems like they've probably been living like that for a few years. Aye, yeah. yep, yep, totally. In the part where he's doing the questionnaire himself, I found that quite hard to watch that part. I thought he acted that part mm-hmm. extremely well because yep. um, he set up in this like, an automated computer that asks you questions and yep. you've got, only got a certain amount of time to answer them. Yeah, and he starts off, the, yeah, he starts off the first couple and he's kind of, you can tell he's apprehensive, but then as it goes on, the questions get harder for him and mm-hmm. he starts not being able to answer them. Yeah, because I think he's, he's probably 
the questions seem to be set up to find out if you're somehow going to going to be violent. Yeah, unstable. And unstable. And he knows that. So he's getting asked the, the questions and it's like, do you have dark thoughts? And obviously he does have dark thoughts, but he's not. He doesn't, he doesn't even too, say anything. It's, it's more nuanced than him just having dark thoughts. You know, he's, he's having dark thoughts, but he's, a, he's generally a, a good guy. You know, he's not. Absolutely. I mean, not acting on those dark thoughts. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, coming back to the whole, you know, these guys, the atrocities that they must see and, and not just see, but obviously take part in as well. You know, they're having to kill people. Asked to do things that you they wouldn't, wouldn't do in normal die. life. You know, yep. people aren't supposed to go and fucking yep. shoot people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a nuanced thing that, you know, it's it's not a case of they're the enemy and we're the goodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Taking a life, taking a life, whether you take a life of somebody that's presumably yep. the enemy, it doesn't matter. You're still taking somebody else's mm-hmm. life. I'm speaking here and if anybody listening to this has, you know, served in the army or whatever, then obviously I apologise if I'm wrong here, but I would imagine that it doesn't matter under what pretense you take a life, you're still taking a life mm-hmm. and once the, the dust is settled and you're back home, all these things are playing on your mind, do you know yep. what I mean? You, for one, you realise that you're capable of ending somebody else's life, which can't be fucking easy no. to deal with and my heart goes out to these guys cause, and yep. women as well, you know, yep. anybody that serves in that respect, you know, it's it, it's I feel terrible for these folks a lot of them come back to society and are pariahs. Yeah, they're basically, you know, you know, I know after the Vietnam War that was definitely the case. I mean, yeah. the government basically just dumped those guys, didn't give a fuck about mm-hmm. them. And obviously, Afghanistan would have been similar. Not, not certain, but I think things have gotten better because they now recognise what PTSD is. Yep, and there is, I believe, there is help out there for much more than vet- the- veterans to go and look at more, more than there used oh, to be for, for sure, but. Yeah, it's, it's obviously still as a problem, though. Oh, aye. I mean, the problem's there. The help, there might be more help for it, but the problem's mm. still, the, the problem's there. Yeah, the problem's it's just, still it's just, they're basically turning these people into machines to go and kill. And then they come back and they go, right, okay, thanks for doing that. Here, Good go. luck getting back into society. Yeah. And then you can't, you can't actually integrate. Come back to the story, you know, when they separate them and stuff and they do the tests and then when they get reunited. I guess it's like a local businessman that owns like a kind of Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. Sort of he, he business. He hears about their story somehow and takes them in. Takes them in. Did you yeah. think it, he came across as a bit of a prick? Although he was only in it for a, it was almost like he was kind of like. Kind of. It was almost like to me. It was like kind of like he was doing it for the accolades rather than the. Aye. That be a good guy, but maybe just the way I picked it up. No, I mean, I think he heard the story and he obviously felt he could help them. Yep. Because he had a remote farm that they could come and live on, but then obviously he wanted them to pay their way, so he he seemed to be a, bit of a prick in terms of. The, he obviously the guy has stables as well, and mm-hmm. Will the character of Will says, well, I could work in the stables and he immediately just goes, nah, yeah. you're not doing that. Yeah. You're going to do... Uh, like work packing Christmas trees. Packing Christmas trees and stuff because that's where mm-hmm. my money is. But that character I thought was going to be more integral to the, the plot, but he pretty much yeah. is kind of fleeting. He kind of comes in and then he's instantly back oh, out. No, I mean, like anybody else, the, the story is about Will and Tom. You know, it's not aye. just the, the other people around them are mm-hmm. just there to make the story kind of happen. Absolutely, know? aye. And then, like, you know, when they're in that, when he's working for the, the, the brief time that he's working doing the tree thing, for this guy and they're living kind of it's like a little mobile home sort of thing on the actual farm itself yeah. you know it, it was interesting because obviously you see the girls this is her first real integration into some sort of community yeah that was the impression I got that like it was her first taste of Aye. being around well that she can remember I guess it's her first taste of being yeah. around other people normality yeah yeah and I felt, I mean, there was a couple of points in this, I, I, I must say, I had a tear in my eye a little mm. bit, I dwelled up a couple of bits because I thought the girl was fucking, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. I felt, I mean, I felt bad for him as well, but I felt really bad for her when mm. I was watching it. 
fantastic acting, act, yeah. actress, actor, amazing performance, so innocent. It would have probably been easy to cast somebody that, how do I say this? There's a part in it where she meets girls and when she gets separated yeah, initially yeah. and she meets girls and they're kind of normal girls, you yeah. know. It'd probably been pretty easy to put somebody that, like that in that part, but I thought she was so perfect for that. She played it so, she played it exactly like, I would imagine, somebody who wasn't clued in on the way normal mm. life works. It was, a, it was a very natural performance. Like you believed. You, oh, you really believed. 100%. I, I think she was 18 when she played that part. Jesus, so she was, amazing. So she was playing like a 13-year-old girl. Right, so, okay. Yeah. But she played it she exceptionally played it really well. well. Yeah. I, I didn't think she was 18. I thought she was maybe closer to kind of like 15, yeah, so something yeah. like that. It cuts between her, you know, and she's kind of integrating into this kind of little local community. She befriends a boy briefly mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you can kind of see that, oh, is this maybe going to go down? The, this is her first boyfriend sort of thing, but immediately the dad he's unable he's to settle he's not handling it well so he has he has to move on again uh, and then it's written that and he takes her takes her with him with him as well which is kind of another interesting angle to the film is obviously want the best for your children but you also need to let your children be themselves you know, yep. they, there will come a point in their age where you need to be like right that's them there yeah, I've gave them the groundwork. They, 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 yep. they, they need to go and be their own person now, and I think there's a wee bit of that, and that's him like letting go, letting and go. Letting her, no, again, the, the thing, what's wrong with him isn't wrong with her. Aye. So he can't expect her to turn away from the, the society and the things that she's finding and enjoying and that she likes. She yeah. Can't, she can't just walk away from that now. She, he needs to let her go and find her own. Exactly. So she's got a taste for what it's like mm. to live in a community and, and meet kids her own age and stuff like that. Mm. Because you're led to believe up to this point she's just been kicking around with her dad and yep. being isolated and stuff. So from there, they go on the road again. Basically, he wakes the daughter up really early in the morning and says, right, we're leaving. And, you can, and that part was really sad because the girl just doesn't want to go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, we have to go. So... Then they, they kind of hitch. They they get a bus initially, and then oh, they, they try try to hop a train. Try to hop a train, and they do hop a train. Don't uh, they? They, they, jump, well, right. they? They jump on, but it does. They don't think they go anywhere in it because uh, that's right. Tom's like, "What what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what's aye?" So and then I think they aye. get they get a bus, and then they yeah. get a bus to, so far down the road, and then they kind of get off the bus. The, the dad's like, "Well, they can trace us if we go all the way here." So we kind of yeah. that's the impression I got. So he, he decides yeah. not to go back on the bus. And then they decide to hitch a ride from the the guy that's driving the the lorry, yeah. which I thought was was a was a good part. And I, I know the guy, the, the lorry driver, was only in it for a short period, but I thought mm -hmm. he was really good, you know. Yeah. And I liked the whole questioning and the girl, you know, uh, is this okay? Is this okay? Yeah. Is, is this? He's thinking, is this maybe a hostage situation? He, he wants to know. Well, he says pretty much the same in the film. He says, "I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing mm -hmm. here." I'm, you know, he's not basically facilitating some sort of kidnapping or something like that. I don't know if this was the case, but I, I got the impression a lot of the, the supporting cast were real people. He seemed like he might have been an actual real. I the bee the, the woman that, that obviously we'll get to this point later, but the the, the woman that comes in later on, it's the beekeeper. I, mm -hmm. I thought she, she, that she, felt like a real kind uh, yeah. of experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was the impression I got from most of the the cast. The kind of main ones aside, like the social worker was an actor. Yep, clearly, and I think the two girls that she met at the mm -hmm. centre were probably actors as well. But like a lot of the other, like the people in the community, at the they, they go to at the end. They all seemed like real. No, uh, yeah, real I, people, you know, yeah, they, they definitely all seem like actors. Yeah, definitely. I get that vibe as well, mm. um, which kind of adds to the kind of documentary feel. Yeah. No, it's obviously natural. So mm -hmm. people aren't really acting. They're, yeah. they're, you maybe find that those are some of those folk actually live there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and they jump into the, the the lorry. The guy agrees to give them a lift. The dad will ask them to drop them in the middle of the wilderness, mm. and I'm thinking, man, what the fuck? 
what's going on here. He's in a strange, completely strange part of the country. Yeah. He doesn't know the terrain. For me, that was one of the hardest parts to watching this. Yeah. Because um, they get there and he's like, oh, it's, it's a bit colder than I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it starts fucking raining yeah, and it's and freezing. And she starts kind of struggling. Yeah. She wants to keep stopping and he's like, no, we need to keep going until we yep. get shot. I, was, I thought yeah. I felt really bad for his daughter, man. Mm. And I could sense that he knew he'd fucked up yeah. majorly at that point in the film. She starts getting weak and then her feet start freezing and all mm. that kind of thing. He realises that there's literally no shelter here. So they have to, he has to make a sort of makeshift den yeah. for them to see out the night mm. to get to the next day. That bit was the connection between him and his daughter. I thought was really really good. Right, he's, he's kind of torn. I'd probably agree here as well. You know, he knows he's messed up in the head and he's dragging his daughter along with us, mm -hmm. but to the detriment of his daughter might actually fucking die yeah. Yeah. as a result of him and his problems. So I thought that bit was was really really good. Trying to get the, the situation kind of at least get them through the night. Yeah, and then the next day when they find the little cabin, the log cabin, yeah, and they kind of set up and stuff like that. But that was another part as well that I thought was a little bit strange. They find the cabin the next day, they stay there the night, and then the following morning he gets up and he's going to go to try and go to town again. Yeah, 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 that's how they'd been living, kind of, minus the cabin, but they'd been living for, for mostly foraging, but occasionally making trips into town to get, get some and, supplies and, and stuff like that. that. He goes away and she, he's away overnight, and then she goes into the kind of little bag and finds like newspaper clippings yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that, and then there's a newspaper clipping that he's obviously kept, and it's mm -hmm. something about all the guys that came back from, it's like the, from his unit of committed unit. suicide. I, well, you, you don't necessarily know if it's his unit. Again, one of the things I was reading up on it, um, that was an actual newspaper article. Right. So, but it's left ambiguous as to whether it is his unit or if that's just something he's kept because it, Aye, it relates it, to him. It's know, open to interpretation, yeah, but I think because yeah. he's kept, it's maybe it's his maybe unit. It's supposed to be his unit. But yeah. it's something along the lines of everybody in this unit came back and killed themselves. Yeah, so, yeah. you, that in itself carries a lot of weight mm -hmm. if you're led to believe that that is his unit yep. and why the fuck have all these guys killed themselves and they've come back you know the film's dealing with important stuff you know like yeah. we're saying like, you can't expect to put people into such extreme and horrific situations mm -hmm. to not be affected by it and to come back and just to carry on I just life get a, as, a 95 as normal job. you know doing uh, like literally horrendous stuff yeah you know and, and witnessing horrendous stuff and yeah being part of it and participating in it, it's like it's going to mess you up of course it is here now this is what I was going to ask you so obviously he's away for like an entire night and the girl's panicking and stuff mm. like that and then she finds him what the fuck has happened there because it doesn't really give you any explanation fell because like, it, it was down kind of steep incline right so he says on the map he's going to follow the creek like along a, a road I think as he says right he tells her so that's how she's able to find him because she just follows the same the same, same path kind of route. I think he's just slipped breaks his ankle I think he breaks his ankle or he really badly yeah. he sprains it like, or something kind of knocks himself out yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. And, that, and obviously that's when the girl finds him and then she hears like it's like quad bikes or something yeah, like that and she yeah. runs out onto this kind of little dirt road and then flags the guy down yeah. and that ends up becoming the kind of people that's that the, they the end up that yeah, yeah kind of hippie community they take them on and stuff like that and I thought that bit you know that you were talking about people maybe not being actors they get them back to, to this, this community the guy that comes to look at them the medic medic guy who turns out who he was he served as well well in life he was an actual medic I, I was going to say, I, I did read that about him he was an actual medic the bag he used and it was the bag that he used when he was serving in Iraq right I thought he was great and mm. I didn't think he was an actor no yeah yeah. he uh, very natural very very natural he kind of find out that he's suffering from similar mm. stuff because he can relate, obviously, because yeah. he's been in the service and stuff like that in the army. Dog to 
Yeah, and that, that was a really cool yeah. part as well. You know, the part with the dog, and he, at one point, I think he has to go somewhere and he leaves the dog mm -hmm. with a girl, basically, and he says the dog will. I mean, that, that is an actual thing, like yep. kind of people having like animals to help them without their kind of mental state. Because uh, well, like, yeah. they have they have dogs that they take any hospitals. That Aye, kind of therapy perks, dogs, yeah, perps kids up and stuff. Yeah, one of my my friends does that with his dog. But when they get him back and the, the medic's looking at his leg and he, we obviously realise that you know, there's a lot, a lot of damage here mm -hmm. so he's going to stay here for a while. His little girl's delighted. Not delighted that he's hurt but obviously she's like that she's getting to stay somewhere stay somewhere and, yeah. and meet new people and the community and that was the, the other point I thought was pretty heartbreaking as well you know because she's really trying her best not even trying because she's liking it you know she's mm -hmm. liking it and but he, you know, as as a viewer, you've been watching. You know, at this point, like he's not going to want it to stay. Aye, the there's absolutely. You know, he's going to want to. He's going to want to move on as soon as he can. And you see him like, and he's try walk and stuff pretty quickly after. Aye, aye, and she's the little girl saying like, you know, like your life, so yeah, you've got a lot of healing to do yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, it's all leading up towards the end of the film at this point, and um, again, this was a kind of choked, choked up moment for me. Yeah. You know, the, the part where we do realise that he wants to move on again and then yeah and they have the discussion and she, yeah. she wants to she's decided basically she's going to stay like she, she's not going to go with him aye and that was hard that was yeah. a hard watch man but initially she does they, they do leave together she's kind of lagging behind and then she kind of stops and then she says to her dad in no uncertain terms like yeah. I'm not going on with you I can't mm -hmm. you know you basically what we're saying you know um, what's wrong with you isn't wrong with me I can't keep mm -hmm. living my life this way which I thought it was a hard part to play that because you could have overplayed it and drama and really yeah. dramatised that whole part. But I thought that, you know, the performances were great from both of them at that point. You know, he he doesn't really say anything there. He just kind of wells up. And, yeah, you just see it in his, his eyes. Uh, and, he, you know, he knows that... He knows. This, well, maybe not the last time he's going to see his daughter, but he's definitely leaving her. Which is hard, really, when you think about it. You know what yep. I mean? Because he's... He, if we go with what the film has suggested, like it's been just them for... Aye. For years, his daughter's his priority. Yeah, so that's that was a that was a really hard part in the film. I and mean, obviously, you can put yourself in that position. How that must feel that the only one thing that's still left in your life that you care about, you have to let it go, sort mm. of thing. But there's another wee thing as well. I think it was like a kind of subliminal thing, and the, the woman, the older woman, showing the, the you know Tom the the bee hive. Yep. Yep. The woman's talking about how she's gained respect to the bees and stuff like that, and then she takes her dad down. Tom takes her dad down mm. and there's that whole thing I thought was a metaphor she was showing her dad that the bees live in a community and it's harmonious yeah. and you can kind of see he, he's kind of enjoying her experiencing bees that and how they all live yeah. together but you can kind of see in his eyes that he's still unable to connect when she first meets the bees she needs to wear the beekeeper suit but then the next time when she goes back with her dad she's not wearing the beekeeper exactly. suit exactly and he is wearing the beekeeper suit so that's like she has integrated herself into that society yep. because the bees now trust her exactly and obviously like you're saying it's a metaphor for her integrating herself into the hippie society uh, and she's trying to and do the same with yeah, him but he's still standing off I mean that's another thing this film can't be understated is the relationship between the two of them they, they, yeah, they obviously love, e they love yeah. each other there's a, a lot of affection there mm -hmm. so I mean in equal parts it must have been horrific for her to leave him and him to leave her yeah. but see the part at the end as well like I don't that's the part I was wanting to talk to you about how do you think this played out because after that they have this kind of exchange and they realise that he's moving on and she's staying with this community we kind of go to a part where he's walking alone mm. on a road in the wilderness and, and then he, he goes he, off the road he goes yeah. off the road yeah so this was the part I was wanting to speak to you about what do you think kind of happens there 
so the, the lady, the meet at the community, the kid, she, she, I think she kind of owns the, the, the park. The, I think so, yep. Um, she tells the story of like the person that she leaves food for. Yep, so that's they, right. So they, they, set, uh, they essentially set up what I think happens at the end. Right, so right. There's somebody that Already she's been leaving food for years and that every time she goes to replenish the food, the food is gone. So this person is coming and collecting. She's not seen him for years, but she knows he's still there. Yep. Tom is essentially doing that for her dad, Will, at the end, because she goes out and she puts food into the bag. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the original one. I think that's her leaving food for her dad. That's exactly yeah. the conclusion I came to. So he's, he's still there, he's still around, but she's maybe not really going to see him. Or she maybe see him, but not in living in a living capacity. Yeah, do, you know, yeah, do, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like living with him, sort mm. of thing. So I thought it was quite a sad. It was a sad. Obviously, it was a sad ending. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was never going to end happy. You kind know, of happy ending as well. Kind happy as well. She's getting to move on with her life and not be but still kind of held held down by his problems that he's having, which is essentially why she was in that situation in the first place. Yep. We, we don't mention it, but they uh, they don't actually say it, but they, they imply that like the, mo- the mother is dead. Yep, that's right. Um, we don't know how, we don't know what happened there, but she's dead and that's why she's with her dad. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's got his problems, so he's living in the wilderness and she brought him with her. Uh, it's happy that she's found people that she can be with. But she can still have a connection to her dad. she can still have a connection to her dad because he's maybe not there, but he's in the area, you know. So aye, well, aye, that's the same. She knows he's, aye, she knows he's kind of doing okay because he comes and collects the food. Come get, and she, and I, I guess she kind of knows it'll be okay anyway, you know, obviously because he's been looking after them mm-hmm. for however many yeah. years. So, I mean, aye, it was, it was a powerful film. I can't um, stress enough just how good the performances was. Uh, the, the, I mean, that was, that was the thing that made it for me was yep. the, the performance from Ben Foster and Thomas and Mackenzie. Yeah. I, I, I guess they must have done rehearsals and stuff before, but they felt like a family. They did. You know, they, they felt really tight with each other. Yeah. And it really came across in, in both performances that how they felt about each other. Aye, aye. Excellent. And let us say, is that minor criticisms, I just, maybe I liked a wee bit more mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, but then like, that, that was there, and I think. The, the bit that I read where they spoke about the taking the dialogue out, apparently all the, the dialogue he took out was all quite kind of exposition heavy. So just explaining right. what was going on, explaining what the story was. That probably wouldn't have been the right kind yeah, of stuff to have yeah. in it. Because, I mean, without knowing exactly what they took out, I feel like the story, you knew exactly what was going on. You didn't need someone to tell you, you know, uh-huh. the way they set up that he was kind of having problems sleeping and stuff like that. And, yep. and, and obviously the relationship between them and the fact that they weren't integrating into kind of normal so aye. to speak society you know it's, it was all there anyway it didn't need explaining and he's kind of uh, that's another thing we, we forgot to mention that you know we find out he's self-medicating as well he's not taking the meds though is he not? no he collects the meds and then he sells them to that guy that lives in the homeless camp alright so I get that mixed up then I thought he was actually buying the no, meds from no, no, oh, right, was, okay I messed that up so he, he was obviously he's getting meds because of his PTSD but he's not taking them so he goes and he collects the meds and right. then he goes to the guy that lives nearby in the homeless camp and he sells them, them to him. Spends benzos or something. Yeah, yeah, so he sells them to him and takes the money and that's kind of how he's... He's making... He's getting by getting when by. they do have to go and buy stuff. Aye. That's a kind of interesting sort of dynamic to the character. You know, he's he's kind of almost like cutting off any sort of way of dealing with, yeah. with these problems yeah. other than disconnecting himself from society. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... I'll, I'll just say it. You know, I, I've struggled with um, anxiety, depression, in my life myself. So I know medication has helped. Mm-hmm. And to think that somebody, you know, especially suffering from something as extreme as he is, to kind of not want not it, explore that avenue. Not, but, but we don't know if he has explored that avenue. And and it's maybe had, it's not worked. So possibly, so we, could we, be. Yeah, you don't. 
I guess that's maybe the stuff that you said was missing for the story because you don't really get any backstory about Aye. any of it. It's, the story is very much just about what's happening there and then. It's, not, aye, it's immediate. They don't give you any setup to aye. the whys. It's, you know? Aye, and that plays into the kind of documentary yeah, feel. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of plonked into the, the story where it is there and at I like, that moment. And, and yeah. I do like that about it. You know, it puts you in it mm-hmm, um, totally. 100%. A, a really great film, do you know yeah. what I mean? And it just goes to show that you can have a film with a lot of power and you don't need a big budget. The other thing about it, it was based on a book called My Abandonment, which is apparently based on a true story. Right, okay. I, I don't know what elements. Um, the the guy that wrote that's called Peter Rock. Right. I, I think it was his story. So I don't, I don't know if he was well or not. I didn't investigate much further than reading yeah. what it was. Like based that's on a, book. That, I mean, that's yeah. interesting. Like I said, my dad, we talk about, that was one of the reasons you recommended this film because mm-hmm. we were talking about yeah. that and I was saying my dad seen a documentary. Ugh, I'm going back maybe 80s do you know what I mean my dad yeah. and it was it was very much a similar story you know mm. these guys go come back to society and just can't face it yeah. basically because it's just I think it's quite common for him to seek solitude you know, like the way he does like going yeah absolutely kind of, I mean, obviously yeah. That this is extreme because he's living in a, a national park yep like, properly off the grid yeah there's a whole thing I find in kind of calm in nature as well because I, oh, I, I certainly know myself when I'm when I go camping and stuff and I, I go wild camping so I'm not at a campsite like aye, I'll, totally. I'll, go, I'll go out I'll go off off the trail basically so like you see him do yeah. it then to the, there's something appealing about so that yeah, and just being in nature and not being around people your phone and stuff and well, not mass amounts of people, you know, aye. go with your friends and stuff, but aye, just kind of living, living a bit more simply than, there, than you there, usually do. Absolutely, and it kind of clears your head, mm-hmm, you know, because, sure. I mean, you know, we're not meant to be bombarded with mobile phones and yep. all this other shit, you know, social media and all this, it's not meant to be part of our lives and that's obviously a, a problem why, you know, depression and anxiety yep. is such a, an epidemic yep. uh, these days. I suppose you want me to get the rating then. Let's, and we'll, let's rate the film. Uh, yeah. So this is my second time seeing the film, and I enjoyed it as much the second time as I did the first time when I saw it. Uh, I saw it around the time it came out. Out of five, I'd probably give it four, a, a solid four. Yeah, right. I would give it a four as well. Would I get a four? Let me think about this. I think I, sh- I feel like I should give it a four, but mm. four seems too high because just because of the story things that you felt were missing I'm not even so much that it's just even the style of the film it's because it's kind of documentary I'm, I find it mm-hmm. kind of hard to to put it against a normal sort of you know a, a normal format right. of a film yep. because like you were saying it's kind of almost like you're plopped into the into mm-hmm. it, uh, real time sort of thing so I can't, I, I'm viewing it kind of differently almost like yeah. a documentary even though it's not but I mean I would get a uh, I'll go for it, fuck it. I'll get a four because I think for, for what the type of thing it is, I think yeah. it's, it's it's excellent. The four for me is it's pretty much all the performances. Of, Absolutely. Of, if uh, I'd, I'd give the, I'd give the performances. Foster, they'd get five. I'd get yeah, five yeah. for the performances. Yeah. I, I mean, that's... I mean, why, that, why am I not giving it a five? It was it was engaging enough, but I think, like you said, there's there's probably some story stuff missing there. Like I, having a, a wee bit, bit more of the background somehow, but I, I don't know how you would fit that into the story. A great movie. Yeah. And a really good recommendation, mate. Good, good, good. Right, so uh, going forward, going to be doing something a wee bit different. So up till now, we've been picking the films that we that we talk about ourselves. Um, we've got a big list of films, basically, that we thought fit the theme, and we're going to now pick them at random. So we've got a, a film choice wheel here. Get the big wheel on, mate. So it's like Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. We've set up, we're basically going to randomly pick the films from going forward now there's probably still way be times where there's maybe a film that we see that we say oh right we need yep. we need to talk about this one on the podcast but generally we're going to keep it kind of random so I'll spin the wheel now 
right, okay, so we now have our next film, and uh, I've seen this one. I don't think you've seen it, Joe. Right. So this is 2013's Upstream Colour. All right, okay. I won't say any more about that. Yeah, I don't know we'll, anything we'll, about yeah, it. We'll talk about this one on next week's episode. Smashing. So, right, so thanks Fault for it. thanks for listening, folks. Uh, come back next week. Here's talk about Upstream Colour. Thanks again, man. Later. Night.